0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome along to Sunday Crunch Time on this Father's Day or more accurately, judging by the two beside me. Saturday, Moles Club with a Sunday loading. Julian King with you. Jays Magnuson, and Justin Horro alongside me with the top eight. Decided the later game today between the Sharkies and the Raiders will determine final positions on the bottom half of the ladder. Welcome in to our listeners this afternoon. Tuning in via SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, SEN Q693 in Brisbane. And those across the globe via the SEN app. You can listen to Crunch Time Anywhere time feel free to join us on the program today for the next couple of hours that open line number free call one 300. 01170 and the text line 0457 736, 736 Let us welcome in the team this Sabbath. And look, you know what? I think we're going to start with Scope, given that he's a recent addition to the Fatherhood Fraternity. Justin Horro, good afternoon to you and happy Father's Day, my friend.
0: Thank you, Jules. I uh, had a nice morning with the family this morning uh, and the missus surprised me. So it's a, a, a bit of a combination week for me. Uh, it's my birthday later in the week. So my missus combined that with Father's Day yesterday and had a good weekend. So thank you, mate, and happy Father's Day to you And you know too. what?
1: Uh, th- and Thank you, and to all the dads out there. Being the dad is the best job in the world. And you know what? It starts before 8 and it finishes after 5.30, so I think Cam Seraldo would approve. <laughs> <they said. laughs> nice early dig there, Jules. <laughs> yeah, Great look, start. And yeah, uh, Miss got the shock of his life this morning when his beloved Rose wished him a
2: happy Father's Day. Uh, hello, Max. <laughs> hello, Jules. She's actually down in Melbourne for the weekend. So. Yeah, what's going on there? Um, she's got work. Work stuff this week, conferences and stuff. So this could be the Mad Monday crew because we've got Scope, yep. Eagles, Mad Monday coming up. Mm. You, Dragons, Dragons. Yep. Mad Monday. Doggies. Me, Bulldogs, Mad Monday. Bulldogs are already clocked uh, off. You watch this afternoon. Yeah, I I'm going to ask you both about this. Tackling optional this afternoon. Look, you've had plenty you. to say. You
1: love the doggies. I know you're the, the wonderful Levels podcast has had a lot of traction in the mainstream mm. press yeah. this week. But one man who won't be celebrating, he's, he's got a glow about him today. He's uh, Tommy Two Phones, Two Cents, 2am, 2 mm. who, you know, a couple of months ago, people had put the red pen through the chookies and they could yep. now finish as high as seventh. Look at him, he's beaming from ear to ear. Hello, Tommy.
2: Great to be here, boys. Happy Father's Day to you, Jules, and to you, Scope. Yeah, it's just great. When you beat the bunnies twice in a season, mm. finish their season, and play finals footy, it's just fantastic. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A Kronola win today. They'll take on the Roosters. That'll be six v seven, right? With Newcastle, then would host Canberra. That'll be five v eight. The Green Machine, um, if they win, then the Knights will host the Roosters. The last year, this Tommy, right, finishing seventh, right. Chances are, if you win, if I got this right, then you'll play the loser of Brisbane Melbourne.
2: Loser, yeah, loser out of two v three. Yeah, well, that's so, not ideal. No.
1: It's funny, just on that, I mean, you know, there's always talk about the Panthers, right? And they were magnificent last night, and they are clearly the team to beat. But, you yeah, know, there was suggestion during the week that they'd see how the Brisbane game went before they determined whether they'd rest a host of stars. I wonder then Brisbane, with a minor premiership on the line, still decided to rest a stack of their talent. They lost, and they always lose to Melbourne. I think at the back of their mind, do you reckon they banked on the Warriors beating the Dolphins? They go, you know what, it finished second, we played the Warriors first week of the finals, not so bad. Better to play the Warriors and come second than come first to potentially meet the Storm. As it turns out, Warriors go down to the Dolphins. Melbourne end up third. Brisbane got to play them again, having lost the last 14
0: to Melbourne. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I reckon a lot of the teams would, you know, if I was ever in that position to coach, I would have done what the majority of the team's done, bar Penrith, and make sure I had my best possible lineup. I think when you get yourself in that position, you're in a top four. You, you back yourself to beat anyone. Um, and I know the results haven't been great with Brisbane and, and Melbourne of, of late, and that continued on, on to Thursday night, was it, or Friday night. Um, but when you're in that position, you just feel like if you're healthy and you've got your best possible team, then you're a chance against anyone. Um, so I, I gather that would have been the uh, the thinking going into it, making sure that they're healthy. I know, obviously, with Paddy Carrigan and Adam Reynolds missing the week before, um, there would have been a number of those players that have gone through their first series, origin series, and Reese Walsh. You know, he didn't play game three. Uh, Flegler played really big minutes in the end. Uh, Paddy Carrigan's been instrumental in the last couple of years. So now this young young crew down at the Broncos, they're just playing a lot of footy. And if you can rest them, you can rest them.
2: I've got a question with the resting, um, and this one pertains particularly to the Warriors. So I just went through their squad quickly. They got ten players from that game yesterday that will play again next week in the finals. They've rested give or take about seven players, seven of their top grade players. The Warriors have had a super soft run into these finals. They've had Tigers, Titans, like basically all the gimmies in New Zealand. This is the first time they've been away from home for a while because remember the Tigers took their home game to New Zealand as well. This is the first time they've come over to Australia in a while. And for those 10 players, they've just copped a spanking off a team coming 14th, 15th. Mm. Oh, I just, I can't get my head around how that could be a good preparation for the finals. Even though, you know, Sean Johnson comes back in, um, Adam Fenua Blake, these are the teams like for you to win a comp, your good players have to be firing, but those fringies have to be having the season of their life. And for those fringies that just got absolutely spanked by the dolphins, I just think it can't
0: be good for momentum heading into a semifinal series. You want uh, you want me to go on that one, Jules? Yeah, look, it's the same thing, mate. And and I, you know, said it with regards to the Broncos and even with the Knights, right? They just found a way to get it done against the Dragons, yeah. Who were in similar positions, like they both of them were on really big win streaks in the Warriors and the Knights. They yeah. rested maybe three or four of their starters, not as many as the the Warriors. Warriors, yeah. But I just think Webster's going to back his culture and the team that he's put together this year. Like you said, you need players playing career best form. A lot of those guys are playing career best form at the Warriors. Mm. So, look, no matter what, this is what happens when you do rest players. If they win next week, Webby's a genius. If yeah. they lose, they shouldn't have rested. It's so you not, just got to win. Yeah, it doesn't. Hard, it, it? it doesn't really matter. Like, and with regards to Penrith, Penrith had done it a little bit differently. So they rested uh, a group of players um, two to three weeks out. Yeah. And I dare say that the Parramatta loss factored in, not the minor premiership. The Parramatta loss factored into them playing a full strength team. Just momentum, right? Wouldn't want to go two losses in a row. I'd be more concerned about two losses, significant losses too, because mm. they lost well mm. against Parramatta. Then one loss against a Dolphins team with you know a half strength team yourself at the Warriors. So, um, but again, again, it's it's all going to come down to this weekend. They're going to look like geniuses or. They're going to cop criticism. Mm.
1: It's not an exact science, is it? And the thing about it is, and I look at a team like Newcastle, right, how many on the trot now? Is that for the I Knights? I think eight, right? it nine. Is
0: nine. Nine. that their ninth?
1: Nine. I mean, that is, when's that first loss coming? And This is my point I make. Maybe it was 20... Mine never come. 2009. Remember how the Eels had lost that last round of the Dragons and then they beat them the week after? Yep. It's one of those, you know, you hear this term, a loss you had to have, not necessarily you had to have, but one mm. that you can sort of, yeah, right, get it out of your system and you kind of reset. He'd mm. rather you have
2: that loss in the final round than in the first week of the finals. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. They, Yeah, I don't know. Can I, can I give you an analogy from my own, from a different sporting world? S- swimming? Swimming, yeah. I'll give you a swimming analogy, right? So we do heat semis finals. Mm. And the idea is if you're good enough, you don't go pedal to the medal in the heats. You're a bit harder in the semis, maybe empty the tank and you save a bit for the final. So you're peaking for the final. That's all within sort of a 24 hour period. So many times, you know, I've taken the foot off the accelerator in the heat, been like, yep, I'm sweet. Get to the semi, take the foot off the accelerator a little bit. And all of a sudden, instead of going into the final fastest, I remember one world champ. So I was like, I'll take the foot off the accelerator a little bit. It's hard to see the whole race. I touch and I end up in lane six, so qualify fourth fastest for the final. I knew that I hadn't gone pedal to the medal, but the doubt that that put in my head going into the final, just going, ooh,
0: that's interesting. I'm
2: used to winning. And, you know, I want to be in lane four. I want to be in prime position. I, I'm pretty sure I'm in good form. Like, I think I'm in good form, but that was a bit of a hit out then and I kind of took the foot off and now I don't really know where I am. Mm. And that's where, like, for the Warriors, I go, they haven't had a big game in a long time. And if I was there, I'd point. be thinking, I'm pretty sure we've got it, but I haven't done it in a month. And then the guys that I'm kind of depending on next week just got towed up by the Dolphins. I'm like, How?
0: like just that little bit of doubt. So you wouldn't be as concerned if it was the Panthers, right? Losing a game because you know that they're back-to-back champions. Yeah. It's the fact that Warriors haven't done this for a long period of time. I just think time. there'd
2: be a bit of doubt. It'd just create that little bit of like you'd be lying in bed the night before, Let's say you're a Marcelo Montoya, right? And you've had a bit of a rocky couple of weeks and you got towed up by a Sarko on the weekend. You just you go to bed that night before that semi final and you just go, ooh, where am I at? Mm. Where am I at? Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, then that comes down to the coach and the playing group, doesn't it? I don't know if you yeah. caught an excerpt of you know Webby's new book about Wayne Bennett. They had a, a wonderful passage in the Herald yesterday in the Good Weekend and they talked about Bennett and South's copped a, a hiding and they come training a Monday and there's Bennett with, like, the you know, sunnies and the, bat- hat would, the hat backwards and the pants riding up high, sort of making a joke of the whole thing. Hey, boys, listen, um, we can go through video and watch that shit you dished up or we can just knuckle down and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. all right, forget about it. They binned it, didn't even look at it, up yeah. and, down go- and then they made a run deep, mm. you know. So, uh, again, it's... It- Bottom line is that every player responds differently, and I guess it depends on on how this playing group – because this is new territory for a lot of them.
0: Well, and again, one of the the main parts of that too is Wayne Bennett, right? Leadership. Yeah. Knowing that Wayne's got the runs on the board, that he's been there and done that. Like if that's a a younger player or a young playing group or an inexperienced playing group that hasn't won and a coach, a new year first-year coach comes in and says it, second-year coach, you're kind of like – there might even be some players in the room that go – I'd probably like to look at some video yeah, and, and figure yeah. out what we did wrong. Yeah. But because it's Wayne coming and sending that message, you go, well, the goat knows. Sweet. Yeah, let's he knows. let's, let's yeah, get on with it. it.
1: Mm. Panthers 44, Cowboys 12. A uh, couple of things to discuss here. Penrith, clearly the team to beat. Uh, and North Queensland, where has it all gone wrong?
0: Um, Cowboys been super disappointing, just as disappointing as the Rabbitohs for me. Um, I think Parramatta had more excuses. So um, I think you know Tommy had something that we'll get to in a little bit as well with some teams that have fallen out of the eight. Um, when I look at the Cowboys and and Roos, and, and the Rabbitohs, sorry, their rosters are just too good to be in a position where they're not playing finals mm. footy. So it's across the board. Yeah, there was injuries, but every team has injuries. Um, and I think the biggest problem that North Queensland had to start the year is they try to start the year the same way they finished it. So at the start of the year people i don't know if they remember but the cowboys were a really good gritty defensive team to start the year they were even kicking penalty goals uh at the starts of games to uh apply yeah. scoreboard pressure at the start of games and then they would go on and win by a try or two. then by the you know after origin and and they'd got some experience they started playing some really good footy felt like every pass was hitting the mark they had Um, great connection and they still again really worked really hard for each other they tried to just play that finals footy or the back end of the half of the season footy straight from round one they made a lot of errors their completion rates were were awful they had a lot of plays sent to the BIM they were just super undisciplined and that's the same as South Sydney and that translated their back end of their form was exactly the same as they played against the Roosters on the weekend you know both teams wanted to lose the game to be fair in the first 30 minutes they were they were giving the ball to each other in, in good positions and they just couldn't capitalise. And then Roosters settled the best out of the two teams and then they went on to win comfortably.
1: With so much on the line, that was really disappointing from North Queensland last night. And Todd Payton said as much in the aftermath. Think, mm. The thing about North Queensland. So Payton came in, they had that shocking year, was it 2021, wasn't it? They conceded about 700 year, points. Yep. And he almost halved that defensively. I think their, their defence, they leaked about... Only three hundred fifty-three, sixty points in twenty twenty-two. What I notice about the Cowboys, and I get your thoughts on this this year, is that they're getting a good field position, but they can't ice sort of twenty meters out. You know, Chad Townsend's numbers have just plummeted. You know, they're trying to bring drink water in the game, more. Uh, you know, guys like Tamalala, a lot of bash and barge for the middle, but I don't know if they're just sort of missing that one really creative guy.
0: No, I think the roster's there. The roster's there. There was just discipline, to, and I just think it's. Um just trust within each other they they're also in a little window too um, you can't forget that um they're Tommy a uh, Tommy Dearden is on unders um
2: drink water would drink be water, drink
0: water yeah. be on unders and then there's we one could, more it's, it's escaping me now but they're in this window of a couple of years where they've probably got a good Robson roster. would
2: probably be on unders yeah yeah even Robson yeah. would probably Lungy.
0: yep so um yeah all those uh all those plays, it's very important that they start well next year. I think it could be a bit of a positive for I'm I'm less worried about the Cowboys than I am the Rabidos out of the two teams. Mm, why um, is that? I just I just think with the it's more of a it seems to be more of a culture problem at the moment for for the Rabbidos with all the noise that's not necessarily with the playing group, but you know, up top and then people in and around the club, which was highlighted by assistant coaches moving on. Whereas I think up in North Queensland, they've managed to be more united, but mm. results just haven't gone their way. And I I just, you know, I've got – I like Todd Pay- Payton as a coach. I like the way he speaks. And I, I think they're a candidate to bounce back next year.
2: I thought the, the forwards were pretty poor for the Cowboys yesterday. That's a forward pack that should be able to go toe-to-toe to pretty much with any forward pack. One player ran for over 100 metres. That was Luciano Le- Leilua. Um Tommy's going to Google for me real quick how long tamalolo has got left on this contract. This seemed like a really good contract for a while. He's about halfway, isn't he? Seemed like a good contract. Last night, he plays 49 minutes, Mm. eight runs, 81 minutes. You won't get any million-dollar player having less impact than that. And I don't know. We don't talk much about Tamalolo because it was – it's almost like the value that he brought at the front end of that deal is giving him leeway on the back. 100%. Because I remember watching him going, million bucks for this guy. He runs 250 meters, 10 tackle breaks a game. Yeah. He could be on 1.4. Now I look at him and go, oh, that's a, that's a 650 guy, maybe 600. Um, Tommy, hey, are you missing a until, of sorry, here,
1: right? sorry, Jules, until
2: end of 2027.
0: Okay. So he's got 24, 25, four? 26, four 27. More four yeah. more years. Yeah.
2: That's going to become how and old more is he and now. more of an issue as he goes. Well, what's he his is... age now, JT?
1: Just getting it up, sorry. But he... It's not to say, look, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. After 10 years, you can judge whether it's worth it. I don't think anybody's 40... worth signing for 10 years. He turned 30 this year. He's 30 this year. Yeah, he turned 30 in May this year. So they got him at 34. Yeah. So he's not. And he's down to 40 minutes, eight runs. He's not going
2: to be a wrecking ball at 34 as he was in, at 24. Well, what yeah. do you do? What do you do? That's the other thing with Tino, right? I'm I think that's a bit of a crazy deal as well. Great for Tino. Cash in. But Tino again, his, his game is built on pure physicality. It's tough
0: to maintain that. Very hard in the middle, yeah. It's right. Yeah. The I guess the positives or the, maybe the reasonings with both. One one thing, you know, you can never um Knock with regards to Jason Tomalolo and Tino Malawi is that the character of him too? I yeah, think that he'd be play, good around training. I think that plays a big part yeah. because, yeah, maybe uh, stats-wise it might not be showing up like, and that's against Penrith Panthers, are the best f- forwards in in the game. But you'd like yeah. to think, you know, he could, in a game that m- meant a little bit more, he probably could have had a better stat line. But with both of those guys, I've no, never not once heard out of the North Queensland Cowboys or. Um, nor, uh, teammates of Jason always that one he doesn't train hard one yeah. he doesn't not carry himself well around the locker room and then I've also uh, it's the same with regards to Tino and the way that he carries himself he's a leader at training and mm. then um, he puts those massive stats up more often than not on the footy field as well so that goes a long way to those big contracts.
1: The thing about it is Cowboys started slowly and they conceded you know that, that thumping loss to the Tigers then they turned it around they had that that little run where you thought okay they're starting to put it together here yep. Jeremiah and I comes back and then from round 21 they lost four of their five finals matches to finish 11th uh, this is what Todd Payton had to say about not making the finals
0: there's many reasons why I'm disappointed you know I know how much um, talent we've got and how much hard work have gone into it to, to fight ourselves in the top eight what five six weeks ago and um, fall out of it um, yeah it's disappointing I'm not I'm not going to offer excuses up. just at the end of the day, we didn't fight hard enough and stop enough tries, you know? no matter who's in the team. Pretty
1: simple appraisal, pretty honest appraisal. Yep,
0: yeah. there's not much more, really, you can nah. say. You can, in his mind, I guess there would probably would be a few, f- fair few excuses, World Cup being the biggest one. They were affected with a young team that's playing a lot of international footy, but, you know... Again, that's one of those excuses where you're like, you've got players playing rep footy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's a and that's a hindrance. So um, you're better off just playing a straight bat, uh, identifying what the problems were in-house, fixing them in-house, and I think Toddy Payton will do that. And uh, I, I like I said, I like the Cowboys for a, a big bounce-back candidate next year. They miss
1: Val, I thought. Desperately, in those that those last a, few rounds. You
0: know it? what? Like that decision again, challenging the his hit on Jaden Campbell. Crazy. I, know, I think it was maybe only an extra week, but still, he yep. would have been right to play in this game. And I know it was a big score line, um, but yeah, that was just. A really interesting uh, decision from the Cowboys at the time to challenge that because there's no way he was getting off.
1: And, of course, assistant coach Dean Young uh, going back to the Dragons for season 2024. 20, just a, a quick word on the Dolphins. And, and I want to ask about this in the context of the Broncos' storm game where we had all these debut, highly entertaining game of footy and our colleague Jimmy Smith said, you know, I think there is enough talent to expand to potentially, you know, 18, 19, Twenty teams. I mean, far longer. I mean, he lit the game lot. Tristan Saylor can't get a start. He's a first-grade quality player. And There's a handful of others. Blake Moser and Osatts has got huge wraps on this, this young Broncos dummy half. The Dolphins, what do they finish? 14th in the end. You know, the master coach, he got everything he could out of that team. Drained every last ounce. I mean, mm. with the, the lack of squad depth, it's a pretty decent season. Next year, they add Flegler, Farnworth, Avarillo, for me, I think there's enough first-grade talent to expand. I think the issue with somebody like the Dolphins or a new expansion team is just that lack of that real X-factor player to take you from 12th to 8th, for example.
0: Yeah, I think – and you'd also – they're lucky – not lucky, will they. The fact that Wayne Bennett went there to coach for the first year really helped as well. Yeah, It would have been a tough ask with that roster – yeah, for a rookie coach or a coach of, with less experience of Wayne, I really would. When I looked at that roster on paper, I didn't even have him ha, have them get in a win until round seven. So what he did up there—he had him
1: eighteenth on the ladder. There's only seventeen. To... <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, that's what we're talking about. The Tigers. There's only one way up. But you know, if the Tigers, they if down. they do introduce <laughs> a team next year, they can indeed finish eighteenth. Yeah. but um, uh, yeah, I'm I th- I think the lack of coaching would be the biggest problem for me moving forward. Yeah, there's. You know, well, always a lot a good of young, porn, actually. young talent coming yeah, through. Yeah. We're the um, coaches. And, uh, and I'd also just go to 18 and settle on that for at least oh, three oh, or four while. years. And just, like, because fig- we don't have enough data on the Dolphins yet. They played one season. Yeah. The other what thing, if they... The, sorry, mate.
2: The other thing about the talent is, like, we watched that game the other night, uh, Storm versus Broncos, right? And you saw maybe three or four players that were first-grade standard that are in that system. So let's say the Broncos have... 20 first grade standard players maybe a little bit deeper maybe yep.
0: 22 a good squad will have about 22 23 the bulldogs
2: and this is without exaggerating have dead set 11 at best <laughs> so while you are seeing <laughs> while you are seeing depth in some areas you're seeing a real lack of in others Yeah, and that drops off so a couple of injuries and, yeah and that's yeah, that's and, that's just the balance of it and you know what that is that's that's coaching systems that's development of juniors um, and that's sort of I guess, depth across the board, that goes right across your high performance team. You know, are they the fittest, the strongest? Are they playing well in reserve grade? Because I'll watch that Broncos team or the the Melbourne side and go, yeah, they do go sort of 20 to 25 deep. But honestly, the Bulldogs, the Dragons, the Tigers, the Dolphins, the Titans, most of those clubs don't go 17 deep in first grade Mm. standards. So... When you balance it out, and I, I saw a lot of people tweeting the other night, oh, we could, we've got room for expansion because look how good this game is. Yeah, that's because it was the Broncos and Storm.
0: Mm.
2: Watch the Bulldogs and Dragons rest five players each and watch mm. the quality of that game.
0: Yeah, and you, Melbourne do go 23 to 24 They go deep, deep yeah. Because they're Melbourne, Craig mm. Belling. There's seven of those guys that if they were on a roster, a Bulldogs roster, a St. George or a, or a West Tigers roster – they might not be 24 deep with those okay. same players. Yeah, but but yeah. then that
1: comes down to systems and retention and, and recruitment, does it not? Yeah, for All sure. Right? So, so it's not to say that the players don't have the innate talent. You don't even know how good they're going to be until they get an extended run. Oh, I want to give a wrap to Jermaine Sarko. 244 points. He's, got a, he's ended the season as the leading point scorer and the leading try scorer. The last player to do that was Mal Meninga in 1990. This is a bloke that was on the Broncos scrap heap, the Titans scrap heap, Wayne Bennett said, I knew what he could do. Nobody wanted him. And that mm. was almost, for him, that was almost his crowning achievement of the year. It shows that when, he's an example. People go, oh, Asako that is no squad dip. He showed that he's a quality first-grade footballer
0: Asako, in the right system. Yep, Asako, yeah. he played international footy for the Kiwis about three years ago now. So um, I love those stories. I'm with you, Jules. I love of those stories of uh, players getting back to their best footy and um, – you know, the Wayne Bennett's, the the Craig Bellamy's, the repeat, the repeat offenders, uh, that sort of stuff. So that's, again, why I think it's more important. I don't think we have the strength of coaching to expand more so than the strength of players.
2: You know what happens when you expand? It widens the gap between the haves and the have-nots. Now, this has been a great season. It's been super close, and we're very engaged by that middle part of the ladder, right? But uh, as a punting man, and you guys will know this yourselves, I've never seen so many blown out lines. I'm talking like $1.01 to $20 mm. in some games. Like there were some games where I didn't watch them during this. Like you sit down and you look at Bulldogs versus Panthers. I don't know. Uh, Broncos versus Tigers. Like mm. these are the some of the biggest lines I've ever seen. And the top part of that comp's been awesome. The middle part of the comp's been awesome. I'm still super engaged in that. How many people are tuning in on Fox League this afternoon to watch Titans and Bulldogs? Are you going to watch it? Being a Dogs man, oh, I, I, I didn't watch the Dragons last night, if you think so. Yeah. I sort of checked in the score. I didn't, I didn't watch much of the Bulldogs manly last week.
0: You get, you might get the punters because you're watching a few anytime tries. scorers. Yeah, anytime <laughs> try scorers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime try scorers.
2: But that's why I think if you keep adding extra teams and those teams that do have great coaches and great systems, mm. they'll maintain that level of standard. But yeah. those, those other teams... Those bottom three teams this year are as far from the top eight as I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's not impossible. Uh, so
1: Jermaine Asako will finish the season at the leading try Do you scorer get any um, Ahead of Dom Young, uh,
2: some magnificent acrobatics any last coin? night. No, don't want any coin say. for that for Jermaine for finishing top um, try scorer.
0: Some players would have it in their contracts, but I don't think even Asako would envision get being the, a top try scorer. Yeah, he gets a so there's, no, there's medal. no
2: NRL bonus?
0: Nah. No, no, I, I don't oh, believe so. That'd but be like cool. you know, it'd be it might be incentivised for guys like Xavier Coates or yeah, Selwyn yeah, Cobbo. Yeah. yeah, They might take less money and then back themselves to be top try scorer. Gotcha. But I wouldn't even vision. And and I, Jermaine Asako. for Daly No, I don't think so. No.
1: Two money. No. Well, I mean, they double the minor premiership to to two hundred thousand. Is that an incentive? Clearly not. Well, Clearly remember not.
2: Um, Joey said Manly two won mil, a mil to the club and a million to the players. Yeah, Manly, Manly won Scott that pre season. Which was based off two games. Yeah. And they got 100 grand. Yeah. The minor premiership, 27 rounds. Yeah. 200 grand.
1: Yeah. Not enough value placed <laughs> yeah. on it to That's finish weird, first after
2: 27 rounds. It's well, quite yeah. remarkable.
1: 0457 736 736. Keep those texts flowing in. The open line number 1300 011170 up and running this Sunday afternoon at a real crunch time with Jules Scope and the missile on this Father's Day.